the, the title of today's message is Enjoy the Rest of Your Life. If you see the rest there, I put it in capital letter because it's not the rest you think of. It's not the remainder of your life. Enjoy the rest as the recharging. Rest as recharge. Rest as getting some rest. The rest of your life. I, I think I did not confuse you. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your life. It's obvious. It's clear that the remedy of tiredness is rest. Everyone you ask, if you are tired, or when you are tired, what do you need to do? They will tell you, you need to rest. And we say, I need some rest. I need some rest. But rest is more complex than it sounds. It's not like that. My wife and I have different ways of approaching rest. We don't approach rest the same way. When we are on holiday, I plan activities ahead. I plan my holiday in my head on paper. I want to do this on Monday, on Tuesday this, on Wednesday this, on Thursday this. And I want every time, everything to be organized. That's my way of resting. Her way of resting is we just wake up on the morning. We don't know what to do, but we just come up with things. Ah. Thank you. <laughs> Everybody's for you, Bev. <laughs> when, when, when we drive and we, 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 we were driving to Sydney and, and we, we, I was driving and she said, stop here. I said, why? No, we just need to. I see that. We need to go there. Ah, okay, we stop there. We go there. We enjoy something, we go back to the car, and then we drive, and then we stop again, and I'm like, no, 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 we can't enjoy everything you see. Uh, she wants just to be spontaneous. She, she calls it to be spontaneous. I want to plan my step, my stops. Mm -hmm. I want to plan my stops, like I will stop twice. I will stop first there, McDonald's or something. I will stop secondly there for just bathroom rest, and that's it. And we get to Sydney. I know some of you are just ashamed of raising your hand that you support me. No problem. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so we decided to pray about it and find out how to rest. How are we going to rest? Because this thing is getting complicated. We prayed about it and we did some research. research. Maybe you also feel the same. Maybe your, your way of resting is not the, the way your spouse or other people talk about rest is not the way you understand the rest. You may stay at home and at the weekend and return to work on Monday still feeling tired. You sleep in the night and wake up in the morning still tired. That means sleep did not help you rest. You go on holiday and come back as confused as before your holiday. Your head is still working. You did not rest, even though you took some time off. So we want to share with you some lessons we've learned as we studied the word of God and as we, we tried to apply those lessons to understand rest. 
So we want to share with you what we discovered and how we implement rest in our lives. Exodus chapter 28 to 11. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. You are to labor six days and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You must not do any work. You, your son or your or daughter, your male or female servant, your livestock or the resident alien who is within your city gates. For the Lord made the heavens and the earth the sea and everything in them in six days, and then he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and declared it holy. After six days of work, God was not tired. He was not tired. God did not rest on the seventh day because he struggled to keep going. He felt like his strength was depleted. He felt, no, 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 God was not tired. We know that God is omnipotent. He's almighty. He's ad- he doesn't feel tired. He does not need a rest as a way of recharging. God rested as a principle. He did not need rest to recharge. He rested as a principle. After six days of work, God took time to appreciate his work. He took time to observe and enjoy the fruit of his creativity. The rest day for God was a day of appreciation, a day to contemplate, a day to enjoy what he has done. Sabbath is the Hebrew word meaning to rest. It means to rest. To God, rest is not just an activity or the absence of action. For God, rest is a principle. A principle is a rule to live by. That's a principle, a rule to live by. And a rule to live by, once internalized, it becomes a value. It starts as a principle it ended up becoming a value. God wanted his people to internalize rest in their heart and soul to the point where he pinned it into their constitution. Their country's constitution. And breaking the rule of rest was punishable by death. If you break that rule of rest, you were supposed to be killed, punishable by death because you worked Instead of resting. It says in Exodus 31.15. Work may be done for six days. But on the seventh day. There must be a Sabbath. Of complete rest. Holy to the Lord. Anyone who does work on the Sabbath day. Must be put to death. Rest is so important to, 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 to God. That he commanded Israel to kill whoever ignores it. Today, we don't punish those who refuse to rest. They punish themselves. Those who refuse to to, to rest, they are destroying their own lives. But sometimes, it's not that we don't want to rest. For some people, the issue is that they fail to rest. They try to sleep. Sleep doesn't come. They try to forget things. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. 
Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith wrote an article about the the seven types of rest that would be necessary to share with you today. Because some people try to rest and you go to bed and you try to close your eyes. It doesn't work. Not because you don't want to, but because you fail to. And we understand. We understand. It's not always your fault. The type of rest you need depends on the energy you are depleted with. And that's what I want to share with you. And the first one is physical rest. Physical rest. Exodus 29 to 10 A, you are to labor six days and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You must not do any work. It's a physical recommendation. Don't do any work. Physical rest is the most common one. Just stop doing stuff. That is the physical rest. We won't spend much time on this because we all know what it means to get a physical rest. It involves stopping stopping physical activities so that your body can recharge. Sometimes you need some sleep or a nap or sometimes you need to stretch or sometimes you need a massage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hallelujah. <laughs> sometimes you need something like that just to make your body, your, bo- your, your blood to flow. You need something. Sometimes, sometimes people exercise. You exercise. That's your way of resting. You, you help your body. You do something. Relax. Stretch and, and sleep. That, that is fine. It's needed. But the lack of rest in other areas may affect your physical rest. So let's move to other areas because this is not the most important one. We all know about this one. The second one is mental rest. Mental rest. God says in Exodus 28, remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. The command here is to remember. That is a cognitive process. Remember the Sabbath. Don't just stop doing. Think about it first. Do you get that? God begins by telling them to think about it. Remember it. Not don't just do, but think of rest always. He's telling them. Think of rest. It begins with a mental process. God ordered them to remember the rest day. Godly rest is when your mind stops worrying about productivity. When you stop worrying about strategies, when you stop worrying about plans, you are resting. Or some of us, we can force, we can be forced to stay on a chair and just sit there. Don't go to work today and your mind will stay busy the whole day. Planning. Worried about the stuff you have to fix at work. That's why you don't sleep. Because you keep thinking about the stuff that you will do after you leave that place. So to stop thinking about issues is the mental rest we are talking about. It's when you turn off your thoughts. Sometimes you need to stop thinking. You you, you, you journal. Is it to journal? Is it a verb? To journal. Journaling. Let me escape like that. Journaling. You do journaling. 
you, you do it so that you can stop thinking about things, just write things down and empty your head from trying to fix something. Stop it. God wanted them to stop physical and mental labor, not just to stop doing things, but to stop worrying about things. To stop worrying about life issues. Sabbath is a time we stop strategizing, planning, or solving problems. It's an attitude. It's an internal attitude. Not just a physical posture, but the attitude of your mind. That's why we go to, we, we take a weekend off and we go back to work still tired because our brain has been working throughout the weekend. You go to bed and wake up tired because your brain has been working through the night. Rest is not ignoring your problems, but understanding that God is still working in the background for you, even when you pause. When you understand God will continue doing my job, even though I pause, then you are resting. When we take a break and allow God to speak to us, we often get new ideas. When we stop worrying about something, when we pause, we can see things from a different perspective. When we pause, taking your mind from a problem allows your brain to recharge and gives you new mental energy to understand things. Do you rest mentally? Do you tell your mind to stop worrying? To stop planning? To stop strategizing? You are free to troubleshoot from six to six. That's fine. But once you get back home, do not bring work at home. My wife and I decided to, to not to ask each other questions on Monday and Tuesday because we have big meetings on those days. So when we come home, that's not the time to start asking each other other complicated questions to problem solving. We don't do that on Mondays and Tuesdays because our brain is tired to troubleshoot. Do you do that? Or you just throw your questions? Oh, he's back home. What do you think about that? And I, and I heard that you said this. And I that today. Three questions in one sentence. The Bible says, keep it holy. Remember that day to keep it holy. Holy means set apart. Let me tell you something here. Refrain from bringing your issues in the day of rest. That to keep it holy. Don't bring the problems in the time of rest. Keep that time holy. Do not bring your issues there. Does it make sense? Holy is set apart. The time of rest is set apart for rest. Don't bring your issues in that day or that time. Keep it holy. Keep your evenings holy. Keep your weekends holy. Keep your, 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 your holidays holy. Do not bring issues there. They can wait. Not every brain functions like that. So some people need emotional rest instead. So let's move to the third one, emotional rest. Emotional rest is needed when you've been carrying a particular emotion for a long time and must let it go. 
It doesn't matter which emotion is it is. It can be good one. It can be bad one. It can be a, a, a happiness. It can be a, a sadness. It can be whatever emotions you've been carrying for a long time. There, there is a time that you have to let it go. You have to express it. You have to express it. Maybe you've been carrying sadness for a long time. The remedy is to let it go and cry if necessary. If it's anger, you need a space to express it and let it go. If it's anger, it's damaging you. Listen to what the Bible says. Paul says in Ephesians 4.26, Be angry and do not sin. Be angry. It's okay to, to feel. It's okay to feel. God gives us permission to feel. Then he continues, Don't let the sun go down on your anger. God permits us to feel angry, but also gives us a time limit before anger can destroy us. God gives us a timer. You can be angry, but be careful. After this time, it will become your enemy. Stop it. You have power to do so. It's important to have that safe person or place where you can freely talk about your emotions and allow yourself to rest. Emotions should, not, emotions should not be carried for a long time. But emotional rest can also be attached to social rest. Social rest. Some people are drained by the presence of many people around them. They feel exhausted by the noise or accommodating people around them for a long time. That is exhausting. For some people, some people can't wait for this service to finish so that they can they can go like they're waiting for just me to say amen, boom, in the car. No, 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 no. Just calm down, calm down. I will be done soon. I will be done soon. I'll be done soon. <laughs> Most introverts tend to fall under that category. It's important to know what drains you. It's important to know that people drain you. It's okay. You you are not antisocial. You are just that's how who you are. You were created like that. Other people get energized by social gathering. They can't wait for me to finish so they can start talking <laughs> to someone. <laughs> they, they, they love talking to as many people as they can find. They thrive in social environment. But, but, but some people can enjoy social gathering for a limited time only. So can be with you for 30 minutes and depending on your, on your volume. If, yeah, depending on the volume, if they can stay with you if you are just, you know, no, no, no more. If you start raising your voice, they can just handle social gathering for, 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 for some time and, and in particular circumstance. Know when your energy is depleted. You need, you need to know. You need to know when to withdraw and recharge. Look at this, Mark chapter 6, verse 30 to 32. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported him, reported to him all that they had done and thought and taught. He said to them, Come away by yourselves to a remote place and rest for a while. For many people were coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. So they went away in the boat by themselves to a remote place. What happened here? Jesus understood that the team needed a social rest. They were busy serving people, but there was a time they needed to isolate and recharge. And Jesus did well. He said, no, no, guys, come, 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 come. I understand. You are tired. It's time to isolate. 
Sometimes social rest requires connecting with people who revive you while managing those relationships that exhaust you. There are some people when you're around them, you feel energized. You come alive. They make you feel good about yourself. They, they make you feel alive. You find those people when you need a social rest. And those people who drain you, and I'm not saying in the church we should start avoiding each other, but just keep your eye open to see that one drains me. That one drains me. <laughs> You all energize me. You do. You do. You energize me. To experience social rest around, surround yourself with supportive people. Do that. And sometimes if you want to be alone, it's okay. It's okay to just be alone and recharge and come out again. And the fifth one is creative rest. This type of rest is significant for anyone who must brainstorm new ideas. People who make things, artists, writers, musicians, or art architects, you, those people who create things, people who create needs creative rest. On the seventh day, God took a creative rest. He finished to create, to make stuff, and he felt, look, it's time now to observe what I've done. It's often involves changing the environment, sometimes enjoying the beauty of nature. You leave the thing you were creating, you just go somewhere else to recharge. Because you've been focusing on it for a long time, it's time to just leave it a little bit, get some creative, creative rest. My brother Oswald, we, we used to write songs together. And when we're in practice writing a song and we get stuck with a melody, we want to find a bridge or something and we get stuck. He will leave us and go in the bathroom, in the toilet, and stay there for as long as possible. And then he comes out with a new melody. Melodies from the toilet, guys. Oh, 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 oh inspired inspired artists do crazy things crazy things if you've seen an artist before you know what i'm talking about they, they, they are funny they are different what inspires artists is completely different from what what inspires other people but know what inspires you if you are a creative person it's it's good to leave the thing you are trying to create and go and do something else, you will find inspiration. Just rest creatively and come back later. God rested. The sixth one is sensory rest. Genesis 1, 3 to 5, then God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. There was an evening, and there was a morning one day. When God created the light, he had the power to eradicate darkness entirely and permanently. God could have done that. He could have said, let there be light everywhere and always. He could have done that. But he separated the light from darkness to maintain balance in the ecosystems. Mm -hmm. He did it on purpose. He did it on purpose. Darkness is as important as light. As important as light. There is a time for everything. One of the benefits of the night is rest. Is rest. Darkness allows animals and humans to rest. It's good. Darkness. 
So sensory rest is when you avoid bright light. Computer screens, background noise, multiple conversations, and sometimes strong smells, in including perfume, to allow your brain to rest. And finally, spiritual rest. The most important of all, if you are tired spiritually, you are tired indeed. Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30. Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take up my yoke and learn from me because I'm lowly and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The first step to spiritual rest is to come to Jesus. That's how he starts his sentence. Come to me, all of you who are tired, weary and burdened. Come to me. That's an invitation to a relationship. The first thing Jesus wants from you is not a task. It's a proximity. It's you coming close to him. That's the first thing he wants from you. And that's where you will find rest, by coming to, to, the, to, to Jesus. He wants you first and not your service. He wants you to be close. That's how you will, your, your spirit will find rest. Come to Jesus. Come close to Jesus. Come close to Jesus. He's calling you. It's your proximity with Jesus that gives you spiritual rest. Then he says, take my yoke. Take? Still speaking to all who are weary and are burdened? Take? What? My yoke? How can you tell people who are weary and burdened to take a yoke? People who are already tired, that's a yoke. You can see it there. How could Jesus tell people who are already tired to come and put themselves under a yoke? The truth is, we are all under some yoke. Listen to this. We are all under some yoke. We all have something in life that tends to control us. All of us. The question is not if you want a yoke or not because you have it. You have a yoke. Jesus is not asking you if you want a yoke or not. There is no human being without a yoke. It's the question is which kind of yoke you will choose to carry. And he's giving you an option. You want rest? Take my yoke. You want burdens? Keep your yoke. Because there is no human being who is free from yoke. He doesn't exist. She doesn't exist. We all have yokes. We all have things that tend to control us. And Jesus says, your yoke is heavier than mine. Mine is light. I'm suggesting you a yoke because there is no such a thing as freedom from yoke. And he's offering you a better yoke. And he's not asking you to take your yoke alone. You know why? Because you cannot carry it alone. It takes two to carry a yoke. It takes two to carry a yoke. It, it takes two to carry a yoke. And Jesus says, don't worry about who will carry it with you. You will carry it with me. You on one side and me on the other side. Every issue of your life, let, let's carry it together. You will take my yoke 
and they will carry together. You leave the other issues there, carry my yoke, but this is what will happen. When you carry my yoke, you will go in my speed. When I move, you move. When I stop, you stop. When I go fast, you go fast. When I uh, go slow, you go slowly. That's the condition of taking my yoke. You carry my yoke, that means you will follow my steps. Jesus is giving you a better option. Carry my yoke. What is controlling you? What is that thing controlling your life? You know it. I really don't know what controls you. If you look deep down in your heart, you know what controls you. You know you, what you are passionate about. You know what you are afraid of. You know what your dreams are. You know what is controlling you. Maybe laziness is controlling you. Maybe you don't have anything. You don't know about anything. That the absence of anything is another yoke. Confusion is a yoke. Absence of dream is another yoke. And Jesus says, whatever yoke you carry, leave it. Come take my yoke. Let's walk together. Let's walk together. You will walk with me. You will walk with me. And my yoke is lighter. My yoke is lighter. There is no human being on earth who cannot carry that yoke. Even the baby at the back can carry Jesus' yoke. That's how light that yoke is. Everyone, even if you are sick, you can carry Jesus' yoke. There are some, you are tired of something. I know you are tired of something. You are tired of something. It's so heavy on you. You are tired. You are sick and tired. Sick and tired. I love that. You are sick and tired. <laughs> you will never be sick and tired of Jesus' yoke. Because you don't feel if you carry it. He carries the Lord. You are just following him. He carries the Lord. You are just following him. He carries the Lord. You are just following him. Jesus says, carry my yoke. I'm offering you a better option. Maybe we should learn to trust Jesus. Trust Jesus with our lives. I said the other day, faith is not knowing the future. It's trusting the one who knows it. You don't need to know the future. You just need to trust the one who knows it. Carry his yoke. But it's a decision. He will not force his yoke on you. You need to accept it. He said, take my yoke. Take my yoke. He invites you to actively take it's time to stop worrying about the future and trust God who holds it. It's time to stop worrying about the provision and spend time with the provider. Build your relationship with the provider. It's about proximity. It's about carrying the yoke with him. Rest is not an activity or the absence of action. Rest is a principle. It's an attitude. It's, it's a decision to trust. Decision to trust Jesus.